I don't enjoy doing laundry and, and I don't, you know, <laughs> no, I does. can't imagine many dads are honest about that and say, you know, you know, this isn't for me. Um, but that's an internal battle for me because I think the media and movies and all of that portray a dad that is supposed to be the bread maker, that's supposed to be, you know, the powerful one that doesn't have to clean or, or change a diaper and stuff. I feel like the media is still kind of stuck on that and they're not portraying the role of most dads today, which are more caretaker than, than they used to be. This is Mom Squad Pod, your weekly update on tips, tricks, and all things parenting with Maureen Kyle. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us for the Mom Squad Pod, the podcast where we talk all things parenting. And there is no Mom Squad without the dads. And I got to give a shout out to dads on Father's Day weekend. You know, we, they are a big part of how we make this family work. And so I'm bringing in our favorite millennial dad, Matt Wince, our meteorologist. Matt, thanks so much for joining in on the fun today. Well, thanks for having me. What a special Father's Day. I know. I'm glad we coordinated outfits, too. We're, we're, we're in our yeah, army green t-shirts. We're really <laughs> classing this up for sure. That's why uh, most people will just be listening to us rather than choosing to view us. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Well, we'll give them the view option. Um, you know, something I do want to talk about with you, we're going to we're going to tell stories first because, you know, when it comes to Father's Day, everybody's got a good dad story. But fatherhood has changed so much. And we're going to delve deep into that because really when we think about how we were raised or even how our fathers were raised, life is just so much different. And especially over the past year with, uh, you know, lockdowns and working from home. Matt, you were like the epitome of working from home for us, where we saw the kids always in the background, always getting into the newscast. So we're going to talk about how life has changed. But I want to start with Matt. You've got to have a favorite dad story. Yeah, I've got one from my dad. And I also, you know, I've got a couple of mine as well. But, um, you know, when I think back to my dad, uh, he, he did so many crazy things. Obviously, it was a different role, and we'll get into that. But um, my favorite story is when uh, my sister made Play-Doh cookies, right? <laughs> and my dad was working midnights at the time, so he was always exhausted and always, you know, sleeping during the day while we were up playing. And I remember my, my sister and I were making the cookies, and um, we took them to him, and we woke him up. Yeah, Dad, Dad, you got to try these cookies. And so literally, I think you know where this goes. Yeah. He, he rolled over <laughs> in his sleepy slumber and, you know, tried one of them because they look like real cookies. And yeah. he literally took a swallow of it. And the other half, he's like, oh, these are the oh, best gosh. thing I've ever had. And he was spitting <laughs> them up. So that, that's our, that's our Play-Doh story. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, Is that just, one that just, it keeps getting told and told and told? Right, right, yeah. yeah. And it's every time I see the kids making Play-Doh, I'm just like, you know, don't make cookies, make something that doesn't look edible at all. Sure. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's just a lot of goofy things like that with my dad. Um, yeah. You know, in terms of my personal self, uh, just some of the silly things that the kids say, I think are some of the things that I remember in terms of goofy stories. Um, you know, just, I, I have a little journal of like Emmyisms and Riverisms of, of just goofy things that they've said. And that's what sticks with me in terms of, you know, being a father now and all the stories I remember. It's mainly. Yeah. Different. What about that's you? such a great idea. Oh my gosh. Well, see, everybody always asks me, you know, because people know my dad, coach right. Chuck Kyle at St. Ignatius. And they always think, unless you've met him, 
I, I remember Mark, when we first started dating, he asked me before he met my dad, he was like, is your dad a big guy? Because all these guys were, you know, all these people he worked with that went to St. Ignatius were like, oh, you better watch out, you know, you better treat her right. And so he was getting nervous. And my dad, I mean, he's, he is, you know, 5'8 and, and <laughs> couldn't be any nicer. And just, you know, he's, he has always been just like a fun loving, he loves to just laugh and he would always be silly. He, there's a big silly side to him that people don't get. But I do have to tell you, this is a power dad move that he pulled. And it's one of my favorite dad stories because he really was like, he was a fun dad and he would sit us down and give us like pep talks instead of yelling. I don't even remember him yelling ever. Like, so he was, he was not this type of dad, but he did Always pull a the power coach, right? Yeah. I mean, so in high school, it was really hard to get a date because, you know, I went to the all-girls school. I went to Magnificat, the all-boys school. He's their teacher. He's the football coach. He's the track coach. You know, I was like the black plague. So I, at one point, had to ask a guy to a Magnificat dance because, you know, we have to, we did, that's how we got dates to the dance. Right. So I, you know, I had this guy friend. We were only friends. And I called, I asked him if you'd want to go. Okay, it's all set. I'm on the committee. I'm making decorations. And this kid calls me and he goes, hey, uh, about the dance next week, your dad sent me <laughs> sent me on the travel team for uh, track. Because my dad's head coach of track. What? Too. Yeah, so my dad sent my date away. They had an away meet in Indianapolis. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's one week from the day dance. What am I gonna do? Jeez. My dad claims he didn't realize that he did it, but I don't know. We we like to tease him about that, about that <laughs> power move. Right. So he Matt, the, moral he, of the story, start working at the high school. Yeah, and I can choose who my kids date, yeah. Yeah, Emmy's gonna be in a bubble the rest of her life. That's right. what's gonna happen. Right. I'm sorry, there's a wrestling tournament out of town. There's nothing on the schedule, it's spring. <laughs> yeah, right? Sorry, you gotta go, you gotta right, go. Right, uh, I ended up, I had a, I found another date, it was fine, but um, it was just, I always tease him about that because it was so unlike him. Like he, Matt, if you met him today, if you walked into our house, have you met him, by the way? I, I've met him at the studio. He, I think he was in the okay. studio a couple times, yeah. Yeah. He's the type, like, you walk into their house. My mom's the hardcore one when I'd bring, if I ever brought dates home, it was like, she was the one who was like, mm, I don't know about this guy. You know, but my dad's like, fun, let's get a drink. I'm making you a steak. Like, he's, <laughs> he's that kind ever. of Yeah. So, like we were saying, I mean, fatherhood has changed so dramatically. And, I mean, there's a million dad stories. That's why I love the dad stories is even, like, our fathers have stories about our grandfathers and how different it was. Mm -hmm. And my husband, Mark, you know, he's working with multi-generations where the guys who are older than he is... When we first had babies, they were minds blown that he's like changing diapers and, and taking a night shift. And meanwhile, right. now the younger dads are all like, I want six months paternity leave. <laughs> right. So <laughs> it's changed so much. From your perspective, since you're in it, how have you seen just the way you and your friends are raising kids versus past generations? Mo, it's crazy. It, it really is. And, you know, I there's so many things that have changed, first of all, but I think if we start with the role in our house, what that's changed, you know, versus our parents, 
Like I'm doing laundry during the day now. Like I am the laundry doer. I'm the cleaner in the house because my wife's working during the day. I've got all three kids up until when I go to work and we don't have help. We, you know, we opt for no daycare because we want to raise our kids ourselves because, you know, we, we can do it. We're both full-time working parents, so, so it's tricky. But in terms of, you know, the household stuff, you know, I'm making breakfast and lunch and doing all these, all these things that traditionally were the role of the mother back, you know, with my parents while my dad was working. But I think, you know, parents today and especially fathers today, if you look at how, you know, my dad was raised, he knew how to parent based on his parents, right? So he copied a lot of those things, some of the behaviors, all that stuff. Whereas we have so many resources today, you know, there are so many different people you can follow that give, give good parenting advice, you know, on Instagram, on Twitter, all that stuff. And whereas, you know, most people had the blueprint only based on their parents before, we can parent any way we want if we just do the research. And it's, it's insane what a difference that makes, you know, because yeah. you can apply things you know, that, that help you become a better parent that before you just, you just weren't educated about it, you didn't know it. Right. You know, there was um, a 2015, so this is even going back a few years in pre-pandemic, um, Ernst & Young's study said 78% of millennials are almost twice as likely to have a spouse or partner working full-time than boomers, which was 47%. So you're comparing 78% of our generation versus 47% of the boomers. And I mean, I grew up with, my mom stayed at home for a long time. And, and I think that's sort of the mind shift too. Do you ever feel like um, I, I don't want to. I don't want to make it a negative, but like, do you ever right. do you ever encounter that that maybe from a different generation of like you're doing laundry? That's not your job. Do you ever right. get that? It, no, it's an internal struggle. It absolutely is. I don't enjoy doing laundry, and and I don't. You know, <laughs> no, I does. can't imagine many dads are honest about that and say, you know, you know, this isn't for me. Um, but that's an internal battle for me because I think the media and movies and all of that portray a dad that is supposed to be the bread maker, that's supposed to be, you know, the powerful one that doesn't have to clean or, or change a diaper and stuff. I feel like the media is still kind of stuck on that and they're not portraying the role of most dads today, which are more caretaker than, than they used to be. So yeah, it's an internal battle, I think, because I've been fed, you know, that you're not supposed to be doing this still. and. Mm -hmm. And I do it, you know, because we have to, or else there's yeah. no clean clothes in the house. But I think the pandemic has really, I mean, in all honesty, it is, it's taught me to embrace it. Um, I, and I think the more, the more kids we have, the more I embrace <laughs> it as well, because I view it as like a wolf pack and it's like taking care of them, you know? So yeah. it's gotten easier, but I, I know the first, you know, couple years with Emmy and then River, it was like, why, like, gosh, is anyone going to do this? Why is my wife not doing this? But now it's become more of a career supporting thing where I'm like, she's doing wonderful work and I get to support that through this. It, it really has changed. It's, it's crazy. Do you think um, with, with being stuck at home during the pandemic, did that open your eyes to, I mean, you work, uh, you work an off shift, but I mean, I, I think a lot of people who were working nine to five didn't realize all of the work that had to be done at home. Did you have any epiphanies over the pandemic of, wow, this, <laughs> this is the stuff that happens when I'm not here? No, because I did that stuff anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really did. I've always been the laundry person and all that. Um, you know, so, so that really hasn't changed a whole lot. I think it's it's been more consuming, obviously being around it all the time. Like I'll see things that are messy, you know, because this is my office, literally, you know, half the, half the day. So 
Um, but in terms of the role and stuff like that, the pandemic really hasn't changed that. It's just kind of more encompassed 24 hours a day, you know, versus, yeah. you know, the couple hours that I was away at work. Right. You know, you also brought up a good stereotype of um, the way fathers used to be where it was a, like a tough, like it was the, you know, dad's powerful. He comes in and, and starts demanding things. And um, here's another one for you that today's parents, this was based on a different study. Today's parents are more likely to reinforce positive behaviors than punish negative ones. So a lot more positive parenting, a lot of more um, support. And then like when I asked on Twitter, I put this out on Twitter where I got, I got your Twitter handle wrong, which <laughs> is crazy to me because I know that you are at Wind's Weather. We follow each other, but in my exhaustion from doing laundry, taking care of kids and working all day. I put at Matt Wentz. He's he's getting a surprise. He's but James on Twitter. Right now, so I know, right? He's he's getting a surprise. James on Twitter said that he's parenting differently because he says by being less of a director and more of a teacher, the because I said so response doesn't answer the question in my kids' minds. The wait until you're older and you'll understand can be taught now so they get more value from your parenting while they still are with you. And then William said, as for raising my son, I have provided him with the space to be more of a free thinker. I lead by example, but not try to influence his individuality too much and focus on things like character building. And I think that's, um, you know, I, I know moms try to do that too, but I didn't even think of the mind shift of dads being the tough one who makes sure that you, you know, hide your emotions and you go out there and like, I don't know. I don't want to say like beat somebody up and say treat right. you wrong. But do you see that it compared to maybe what grandparents even taught you, and then now how you and your friends are parenting? Absolutely. I, I think there's still a time for that. There's a time for a dad to you know exhibit that. You know, if there's a threat to the family or or you know something like that. I think there's still a time for that. But it's kind of in the back pocket now for I think most dads. You know, an interesting shift, and this is funny, this just happened last night. We were out playing in the yard and uh, River was out digging up, you know, some stuff by the road. And I was like, River, away from the road, come on back here. We live on a quiet street. So, um, but our neighbors were out and, and our neighbors are a little bit older. They're in their, their 70s now. And um, the the mom, the neighbor mom said, uh, she's like, I, you guys are just so nice to your kids. She's like, our parents <laughs> never would have spoke to us that way. You know, just the way we said it. But to your point, you know, um, I think there's a lot, some of those Twitter comments were great parenting mm -hmm. advice, by the way, just how they're embracing their kids and letting them kind of develop on their own with guidance. But, you know, one of the things that, that I've really tried to focus on and my wife as well has been teaching kids emotions are okay, right? So I remember my dad, you know, and probably most dads and moms out there, um, used to say, you know, like, stop crying or, you know, stop doing this. And there was no reason, there's no context with it. Whereas now, you know, I want to teach my kids that emotions are okay. It's okay to cry. It's okay to be angry because these are things as an adult, you're going to be dealing with too, right? We're emotional creatures. And so, you know, in terms of like the, the crying, just saying, you know, it's okay to be sad. I understand that, you know, mm -hmm. you need, what do you need? You need to go to a quiet place, whatever it is. In terms of angriness, if the kids are throwing a fit, you know, we don't yell at them and say, you know, stop doing that or go to your room because there's no context for that. So we say it's okay to be angry, you know, but it's not okay to talk to me that way or it's not okay to throw this, you know, but it's okay to be angry. And I think just teaching kids, I mean, there's so many different things, but teaching kids that emotions are okay, they're completely normal, it's okay to have them. 
I think that's been a big shift as well, you know? And so that kind of takes away some of that, like, oh, I need to be this powerful dad. It's like, no, I need to be a teaching dad that teaches the path forward versus, you know, showing emotions yeah. and stuff like that. And do you see results with that? Do the kids respond well? They've, they've responded better. Yeah, I, I think so. They they listen more. I think the, the tantrums don't last as long. Um, you know, I, I like to think we've got pretty relaxed, pretty chill kids. Everyone that we've come in contact are like, wow, your kids are just, just chill. And I think it's because we are at home as well. You know, it reflects what that home life is like as well. Yeah. Yeah. I talked to um, a child psychologist that I use all the time, Dr. Kim Bell. She was part of this podcast doing um, emotional intelligence. And she talks about getting kids to understand big feelings and that what they're feeling is okay. And it's okay at this moment, you know, and here's how we handle it. And here's how we deal with it, which I think overall for parenting has been a big shift rather than, you know, that's not okay right now. You're not allowed to cry. You're not allowed to be angry. Go sit in the corner. So, so I think that that's, you know, it's great that both parents are embracing these new roles. And I mean, I think it's to throw in the mom aspect there. I had, you know, somebody asked, somebody emailed me once like, what, you know, what's wrong with dads? And I'm like, there's nothing wrong with dads. If I say like, Hey, moms are handling a lot. It's just, you know, us too, as a generation, I think both moms and dads have had a big mental shift where dads are shifting more toward the what's happening at home and moms are switching, you know, trying to juggle also now careers, which we don't have. My mom stayed at home until I was in high school and then she went back to teaching. And so I, I didn't have the working mom model as a young kid, which is always hard. Um, you know, Matt, what do you think? Um, I'm going to put you on the spot here. What do you think moms, now that we are kind of getting into the moms versus dads, is there anything that you think, oh man, I wish moms understood that dads did dot, 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 or really wanted to succeed at dot, 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 or we're working hard on something? Yeah, I think, you know, one of the things that um, I know I need almost on a daily basis is, um, is, is just the feeling of respect, right? Like, thank you for doing i don't need thank yous for doing this but just like there's still inside of a guy i feel like is still this need to be the leader of the family right um not saying the the wife can't lead or anything like that but they're just there's still this internal trait that like you know i just i want to be still respected as a dad while respecting my family so i think in terms of that and just noticing what dads are doing. Um, you know, I sometimes I feel like my wife thinks the dishes clean themselves, you know? <laughs> she puts them up just like, where did all my dirty dishes go? Well, we took care of that today, you know? Just, I, I guess just noticing, I, I think, is something that, that I would want. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting, too. Yeah, I, so we are an all-girl household, um, which I think... Mark struggles with where our oldest Scarlett one time she said to him it was something like well dad mom's the one who does mom's in charge or mom's the one who does everything or something and he was he throws his hands up and he's going what are you telling her and I'm like I didn't tell her anything <laughs> the problem is I am home during the day a lot more than he is so they right. see that they see that I'm the one coordinating and you know and I don't know if that's girl like having daughters mom and daughter relationship but having 
that desire to have the respect, the head of the household, how does that translate with having two sons? Like what kind of role model do you want to be? And not that, not to exclude Emmy, but like, right. cause she'll be included too. I mean, you, you want her to pick a husband like you or a partner like you. What kind of role model does that set up in your mind of how you want to be for them? You know, it's interesting in my mind, you know, you said not to forget Emmy and you're right. You, you do handle boys versus girls differently, you know, as a mother and as a father. With, with Emmy, I want to empower her and I want her to know that she can do absolutely anything. I mean, she, she really can't. So that's my goal around her. With the sons, it's more, it's more of a leadership thing that I'm taking on and not saying that's right or wrong. That's just the path that I choose or want to choose in terms of teaching them is, you know, to teach them to, to lead by example, to know that people are always watching and that, you know, there are, are people that need help and there are people that need advice and that they're going to be the ones to do that, you know, and, and to, to lead whoever needs led, <laughs> you know, yeah. not saying they need to be leaders. I mean, River's a little quiet right now and that's okay too. He'll find himself. If it's art he wants to go into, that's good too. But um, I really want to teach them the leadership mentality. Yeah. Um, so we got to get a good dad story out of you. Did you ever have a, a dad fail or like some, a moment where you're like, oh my goodness, what did I do? <laughs> I have a dad, I have a dad fails every day. Seriously. And that's, that's the whole point is how do you bounce back uh, from a yeah. dad fail? You know, I can't think of anything off the top. I know I have some every day. I always do goofy things. I always do things wrong. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's okay. That's part of life. I, what about you? Do you? Did Mark have any or your dad? Oh my gosh. I mean, there's some that <laughs> I Mark would be so upset if I told some of his <laughs> dad fails. Um, <laughs> he's, he's had some doozies. I mean, he's a riot. He's, he's doing great. He, uh, <laughs> doing great. you gotta keep in mind, Mark has three ponytails now to do before he leaves the house. Yeah, if you want to talk dad, dad fails, let's start talking hair and ponytail. Oh my goodness. That is so tough. You'll, you'll appreciate this too, because I'm not here to pick out the outfits in the morning and I have bought coordinated outfits. <laughs> there was, there was a matter of a week and a half. I'll, I'll spread it over a week and a half this past year, where three times, Etta, my youngest, so she's about to be three, so she's two and a half at this point, her teacher put her in the car at preschool going, uh... Etta needs to come to school wearing pants. No. Uh, no, <laughs> Mark, no, no. Mark was putting her in tights and a t-shirt. And he thought the tights were pants. Yeah. And so I've done, Mo, I've done that too. That's an honest mistake. <laughs> Emmy's got these glittery thing that looks like pants and they're tights. And I'm like, yeah. well, some people wear tights, and yeah, they're really kind of obscene <laughs> when their kids get them on for sure. So anyway, yeah. I can relate. Right. It puts me in an awkward spot, too, because I don't want to say, like, well, dad doesn't know how, you know, it, it sounds like I'm throwing him under the bus. Right. And well, I did say in that situation. <laughs> one, of, one of the times I did say, OK, I'll I'll let her dad know, which then I don't know what the lady thought was going on at home. But I said, OK, I'll let dad know he's the one who's there in the morning. And the teacher goes, oh, that's why she said daddy's fault. <laughs> mm, right so she knows she knows she's getting a breath in the morning wow yeah yeah so but you know that goes along with then i have to text him and say mark you got to put our child in pants mm -hmm. you know and then he yeah. feels like oh i get no respect you know <laughs> right <laughs> right i you know to your point i think i feel like dads have become more sensitive 
over you know this course of time as well because yeah you know i'm sure mark's the same way but i'll find myself i'm like what i'm just so sensitive like you know my <laughs> wife says i did something wrong i'm like oh i can't do anything right you know and it's like just chill just chill yeah. you know that's not what what people are saying that's not what your wife's saying you know so <laughs> i wonder if that's changed that'd be an interesting study to see if we've become a lot more sensitive and soft over the years it could be it could be yeah you know it's just I think it is, it's all a hard shift. And that's kind of why I was thinking, I need I need to get the dad voice in here too, because I know I do so many uh, stories that focus on the moms. And we did um, a whole series in the beginning of the year talking about you know the, the mother load, how much moms had taken on during this pandemic. And I was like, well, there's Matt Wentz. Every, every time you're on TV, the, the kids are in the background. Right. Uh, did you get a lot of good feedback on that too? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's been overwhelming, you know, in, in a, a couple of the shots, I, I go, I get sick of the same shot every day. So I'll be moving the camera around, you know, we had a couple shots in the, in the playroom, especially when it first started. And we had uh, books on the bookshelf behind us. I can't tell you how many Northeast Ohio <laughs> authors have sent their book to, to us here at the house or at the station. And it's like that just melts my heart that people are watching and they want Emmy River and Wyatt to all have, you know, their, their great books. Uh, we've got some great authors here, but that's been great. And people have just really loved having the kids. And, and it was interesting because when it started, it was like, this is fun. And then after a while, personally, I was like, man, like, this is kind of getting annoying and, and viewers <laughs> were still soaking it in. And, and then some would be like, you know, just give the forecast, you know, I just want to hear it. I don't want to hear river crying. I'm like, I get it. I don't either, you know? <laughs> uh, so I think we're going to find a good mix going forward. Um, I'm coming back to the station, uh, you know, this month and, and it'll be, it'll be interesting. Cause I think we'll still do some home live shots, you know, just to keep up with the yeah. family. We've watched them grow over the last year and a half. It's crazy. Just look I back know. at some of them. Yeah. I mean, Wyatt and, and Etta are close in age. And Very I just close. think of like, I mean, pandemic, when it started, Etta had just gotten into the 18 month room at school and now she's turning three. I mean, just over that time, I mean, that's all of her language and all of her, I mean, this year has really, especially with kids, that's how much time you, you realize has passed when you see the kids grow. Um, all right, Zoom is telling me I'm running out of time, which is how we're doing these podcasts. I do, I had asked some of the um, WKYC dads, just, you know, any sort of dad-isms or dad stories that they like. Jay Crawford just said the most heartfelt thing, and I love this. This is advice from his father. He said, my dad told me, fatherhood is the most important job you'll ever have. It pays no wage but it will make you rich beyond your wildest dreams. You never retire from this job. You keep it until the day you die. And even that won't be long enough. Oh, that's, that's How about amazing. that? That's I know, right? Oh, I like man. read that a couple of times, almost crying. It's <laughs> so true though. So, yeah, it is. Matt, it was so great to talk to you. I can't wait to see you at the station. Yeah, oh my gosh, you too. I can't wait to see you and everybody again. It's gonna be like a big party for sure. Well, happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to everybody out there. We can't do it without you guys. No matter how much we, we tease you and tell you you're doing things wrong.
We can't do it without you guys. Thanks so much for joining us on the Mom Squad Pod, and we'll see you right back here next time. Thanks for listening to Mom Squad Pod with Maureen Kyle from WKYC Studios. Subscribe now so you never miss an update. And find more on everything you heard here on WKYC.com and on the WKYC app.